Harry, Beck, and our lovely EP, Connor. Say hi, guys. Hola. Hello. Awesome. So we've got a great show for you all tonight. We've got some really exciting news coming out of the gaming world. We've got heaps of new releases this month. Um, And then we've just got a fun show talking about some trailers and just some of our guilty pleasures when it comes to gaming. But before we get into all of that, I'm going to tell you where you can find us on our socials and our podcasts. So if you head to at Play Sin on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram, you can find all of our socials there. And on that, we post all of our polls from the Gaming Grudge Match, um, as well as all of our cool written and audio content. And if you want to check out that audio content, you can head to our podcasts on Omni, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Player One, as well as our YouTube and if you want to check out our awesome written content, you can go to um, sin.org.au where we've got some awesome reviews and just some fun articles for you all. But before we head into our news for the week, we're going to head into our first song and it is from the Sweet 16 playlist. It is Miss Fandy and it is by The Eyes and you're listening to Player One on Sin. And that was Ms. Fandy by The Eyes from the Sweet 16 playlist. You're listening to Player One on Sin. And now, Harry, do you want to take us through the rapid fire news for the week? We've got some funny and cool news this week. Absolutely. Uh, so first out of the blocks, we've got a Sonic the Hedgehog inspired skin is coming to Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout uh, later this week as part of the kickoff for season two. Uh, Sucker Punch has confirmed that Ghost of Tsujami will be playable on PS5 on day one via backward uh, compatibility. And the PS5's game boost will allow for the game to reach frame rates of up to 60 FPS per second. Uh, Square Enix has announced the Final Fantasy XIV on the PS5. We'll use the PS4 Pro Display settings and we'll have quick load times. The Burger King video may have revealed the user interface sound for the PS5 in a recent ad. And the Doctor Who, the Edge Reality console game, which is coming uh, in 2021 and will be a first-person adventure about the 13th Doctor. It is being played by Jody uh, Widaker. I'm pretty sure I've mispronounced that, but maybe I've got it right. And featuring the 10th Doctor as well, played by uh, David Tennant. Yeah, so I don't know. Some pretty nice stuff there. I don't know who asked for a Doctor Who um <laughs> <laughs> you a Doctor Who fan, Beth? I, I am a Doctor Who fan, but I've never really considered the possibility of playing a Doctor Who video game before. Like, I've never, I've never mixed those two worlds, and I am interested and intrigued by seeing Jodie Whittaker and David Tennant on the same thing in a video game. So maybe, maybe I'll play it. Perhaps. Uh, I mean, but I'm, yeah. Uh, it's got like uh, it's, I mean Doctor Who has a lot of good elements for to transition into a video game like you got the whole sci-fi sort of genre thing and I mean most of 
the I would assume most of the they've had decent voice actors considering they've got Jody and David both doing it. So mm. I mean they seem to be putting a fair bit of uh, work into it because I I feel like this came out there was something in like 2019 there was a trailer or it was like earlier this year maybe. I'm not sure. I think I you like, may be I correct. Like I, saw Harry, something. May have been, I think it was late 2019 that there was a trailer for it. Yeah. Yeah. I also see the Sonic the Hedgehog uh, inspired because I was playing Fall Guys uh, season two for the first time uh, the other night. I was it was actually interesting watching uh, how it's doing on Twitch compared to a game like Among Us because uh, when Fall Guys first came out, I think it was like 200,000, 300,000 people watching the game at one time. Season two had been out for about, I think, eight hours. And I mean, when I was on, and I was also streaming it at one point, there was about 10,000 people. Among Us had 80,000. So it's definitely imagine fallen being, off. Imagine being the desert all guys. You found this fantastic game. Everyone loves it. Then suddenly just bam, Among Us just decides to like be like... A game that's been out suck. for like a year yeah, and a half. Yeah, two years. Just goes, random like it's so random that something could be out for that long and then take off and i think that sort of speaks to just sort of like the way the internet especially catches on to trends when it comes to it's, games just things can just go you know it's almost like the tiger king of video games tiger king had been out for like over a year or so and then it's just boosted in popularity because people are at home and like oh this looks like fun I think that should be their slogan. I think. I don't know. Too. That might be like false advertising because I would expect I would expect something very specific from the Tiger King of video games. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, considering it is about murdering people, I mean, it sort of goes hand in hand with what Tiger King's about. <laughs> you know, Carol might have something to say about <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great, Harry. Oh, I boy. love that. I love that so much, and. Uh, who, who would like to go with the rapid fire releases? I'm happy to give that a shot if you like. <laughs> Absolutely, Beck. Go for it. Okay, let me see. So we have Amnesia Rebirth coming to PC and PS4 on October 20th. Doom Eternal, The Ancient Gods Part 1 DLC coming to PC, PS4, and Xbox on October 20th. Also on October 20th, Drone Swarm coming to PC, as well as The Guys coming to PC. October 20 seems like a popular date because we've also got Solasta, Crown of the Magister, Magister, oh, I can't read, <laughs> coming out on October 20. On October 21, we've got Love coming to PC, Tenderfoot Tactics coming to PC, and on October 22, we have Disc Room coming to PC and Switch. On October 22, we also have Double Pug Switch uh, coming to PC, PS4, Xbox, and Switch. And also on October 22, we have Dwarfheim coming to PC. We also have, I've said also a lot, Hello Puppets, um, PC VR for October 22, and Pokemon Sword and Shield, cr the Crown Tundra expansion coming to Switch on October 22. Following from that, also on October 22, we have The Red Lantern, PC, P Xbox, and Switch. Um, and we have Valhall Harbinger coming to PC on October 22, Supermarket Shriek, PC, PS4, and Switch on October 23, and Transformers Battlegrounds coming to PC, PS4, Xbox, and Switch on October 23. Nice. Pretty nice games there. 
I'm kind of interested in the Amnesia Me Rebirth one. I've never played the Amnesia series. I've, really? se- I've seen so many of it. I'm very tempted to play it on stream, but I'm terrible with horror games, so that might not be the greatest idea. Well, how have you been going with um, Phasmophobia, Harry? Ah, uh, that's been about two or three weeks now. I'm start- just starting to get the hang of that game. Okay. And it's like, well, the thing is, it scares the shit out of me, but like, <laughs> I'm not even playing the VR version, which would be a hundred times worse. So. Oh, God. oh, without question. It's like playing Resident Evil 7 in VR. Like, it's <laughs> going to be ten times worse. Oh, without I could, question. Uh, I, could never do I that. couldn't do that. That you was that, pay me to do that. <laughs> yeah. And like, I think that with Amnesia, like, I'm surprised that, that Amnesia is still sort of, does it have buzz around it? I mean, it's still happening. It's 2020 and it's still happening. It's sort of, um, I would have thought that like the, the, um, like the, the video game Let's Play phenomenon around it would make it less scary in a way. I mean, I guess this game is different, but like, you know, it sort of demystifies it, right? Like, if you see like internet person screaming at a game, does that take away from it at all? I mean, I guess it boosts the popularity of the game. I guess that's why it's been stuck in the, yeah. the mainstream for so long, ever since, I think, like, 2012, 2011. 11, like, pretty the, sure. Yeah, 2011. <laughs> and it was like, well, it was like, uh, YouTube was like PewDiePie, Markiplier, like, all the mm. real OGs of YouTube were playing that, doing over-the-top screams and stuff. And I mean, the game itself is still incredible, incredibly... Uh, Scary? It's scary, yeah. It's, it's scary. Yes. <laughs> I was always a Penumbra person. Did you guys ever play Penumbra? It was like the game that they made before Amnesia. I think it, was it the same developer? Mm, pretty sure um, the same developer who made the original Amnesia made Penumbra. There was like Penumbra Overture and Penumbra Black Plague. The games are very similar to Amnesia, um, but they're a little bit, little bit clunkier. But I sort of found the setting more scary, I guess, than the Amnesia one. Have to check them out. Yeah, no, I've never. I thought Amnesia would be like their first title, but no, that sounds great. Like, I I like horror. I've never touched Amnesia, so. Like, and I know it's on Switch. I could actually get it, pick it up on the Switch eShop right now. But I won't because I've got other games that I've been playing and my backlog is just way too big. Like, I'm not too so busy games. fixing fences, Connor. Yeah, man. Country life. Country <laughs> life. Love it. But, um, you know, Eleni, let, let's throw it to our next song. Oh, so our next song is yet again from the lovely Sweet Sixteen playlist, and this song is "Memory Can't Help" by Ella Styles, and you're listening to Player One on Sin. And that was "Memory Can't Help" by Ella Styles from the Sweet Sixteen playlist, and you're listening to Player One with Eleni, Harry, Beck, and Connor. And now, guys, what what games have you been playing? Maybe do you want to kick us off with this one, Connor? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, as I said last. It's about time. I love this game. I think it it's so good. Go out and play it. Go out and buy it and play it because it's so freaking good. I love it. I've been slowly getting through it with my partner because we've been doing the controller swap method of play. So there'll be like options for when you can swap the controller. So for us, it's at every checkpoint. So you have two, I think you have two options, just checkpoints or deaths. So every time you die, you hand it over. Every time you reach a checkpoint, you hand it over. But 
One thing that I have been, I think the first playthrough that I've been going through, I have been struggling a little bit just because it's such a new crash game and I've been trying to figure out the stages, the stage layouts, um, making sure I'm timing my jumps correctly because the jumps have changed a bit because it's, it's on a completely brand, it's on, it's using Unreal Engine, which Crash has never used before. So I'm trying to figure out things. My only complaint so far, and this is a very minor complaint, I feel like this game is just amazing. Um, the slide jump, it feels non-existent. That's because it partially feels like it is non-existent. Um, it's a shame because one thing that I love about Crash 2 and 3 is the really zippy slide jump that feels so natural to pull off. Um, this doesn't have the same feel to it. That's the only downside. I love the new mask abilities. They add a different element of gameplay to it. I'm not too far into the game. Um, so I've gotten up to the second mask. I'm up to the, I'm just before the boss fight against Embryo. So I am, um, I've got the, the um, death tornado spin power up, which is awesome because it's a never ending death tornado spin. And it's great for platforming. It's great for, I love it so much. I think it's my favorite ability in the game because it's one of my favorite things to do in Crash 3. But besides that, um, I have also been playing a little bit of um, Borderlands 2 on the Switch. I have finished the main campaign and now I'm doing the, all the DLC, just trying to blitz through the Borderlands games on my Switch so I can move on to the other stuff. And then I finally, there's much more, but finally, I'm just going to go with this one. Um, I have been playing, I've been uh, replaying, again, continuing on, uh, Deadly Premonition. I've been replaying it again. I'm about halfway through my second playthrough, and it's Deadly Premonition. I love it so much. Wait, so you're you're a fan of Deadly Premonition? This is yes, brand I love new Deadly news. Premonition. <laughs> brand new news. I know, I've, right? Wow. How many of you talked like about I, that one before? It's like I'm. It's like I haven't talked about it before, and it's like I haven't talked about it maybe five or six times beforehand because I love Deadly Premonition so much. Exactly, that is news. And talking about replaying games that we love, um, you know, it's that time of year. Uni's a bit busy for me, so I'm really just trying to play anything and everything to just, you know, take a break from all that work. And so I have, I have busted out my Nintendo Wii. And with the <laughs> Nintendo Wii comes Wii Sports. And I have a whole new appreciation for Wii Sports this time around. Obviously, when I was younger, you know, we all loved tennis. We all loved bowling. Baseball was sort of like the one we played if we wanted to play something different. But I have been playing Wii Golf, which I know not many people like or love, but I have a, a whole newfound appreciation for it. It's actually so much fun. And I think maybe I'm loving it because I never like played it much when I was younger. Who who doesn't like Wii Golf? Are you kidding me? Wii Golf is great. Wait, really? I enjoy Wii Golf. That's probably yeah, well out there. It's good. Like, like and get like if you get Wii Sports Resort, you get the um get the extra um Wii Motion Plus. It makes it so <sighs> much better. That's true. Really? Oh, like, well, this is news. All of my friends, when I was growing up, it was just like tennis and bowling. That was it. Boxing sometimes. I, I think me tennis stuff. is the most boring one, let's be honest. Your tennis gets a bit bad when you like basically learn how to like hack the game and then it just becomes impossible. 
like so you hack the game where you just swing the controller as fast as possible and then at some point yeah, yeah. you just hit it back in some random direction exactly. yeah exactly and like come on bowling is ace that's without question um boxing is a great number two for me i love boxing i love wee boxing and the amount of times you forget to put on the wrist strap and you let go of the remote and you nearly break a tv come on that's classic that is yeah that yeah. Uh, all of our childhoods were were built upon almost breaking tvs i think you didn't yeah, i don't think that. i ever broke a tv i did uh the first time we were playing it i think i didn't put it <laughs> I up and I put it into my yeah i put it into my uh my dad's head because he'd come in and decided <laughs> to uh give it a go and uh, i don't think he ever touched it after that because uh, <laughs> but I, I i don't know why i couldn't think of it at all don't understand why don't no. understand why but yeah, so that's that's all I've been really, really playing. Just, you know, trip down memory lane. But what about you, Harry? What have you been hitting up? Ah, uh, well, I mean, I've been playing the usual uh, Counter-Strike, Valorant. I've gotten back into playing a bit of Overwatch with a mate, which is really not a good idea. But uh, the game that I've actually just gotten and really started playing the last week is, well, I... I hate to say it, but Motorsport Manager, which is now I'm a real I'm a real sucker for sport management games because I love sport and then I also love video games. It's like oh, it's the two combined. It's like it's perfect. And so, you also love management, so like it's yeah. trifecta. <laughs> if only I could actually get a real management role in real life, that'd be great. But instead, I'm just doing it over a computer. I've also been watching uh, a lot of F1 with my mates recently. They've got me into Formula One racing, so I've been watching a lot of that. And I've, I mean, when I was growing up, I'd always have some kind of management sports game on my phone. And now that I've actually got a decently, a decent computer and I can run through it, uh, I've gotten that. It was about, I think, uh, $20 came out in 2016. It was actually made by Sega. And uh, it's it's a pretty fun game. I was actually playing it before we got in the call. So and I'm surprised I don't actually, I'm not playing it right now on the left screen because that's what I have been doing with most of my work stuff lately. But uh, yeah, it's uh, pretty much modded uh, entirely by Steam communities at this point. So like the base game is made by Sega. And then for all the years, like from 2016, people have basically been just using the workshop to uh, make up for the like the 2020 rosters, 2020, uh, 2019, 18, 17. They've just been adding them all in. So these are all just basically fan-made stuff. And uh, it's all really good. I've been quite enjoying it. Uh, it is a bit of a time waster though which uh, is not helpful because I already waste enough time <laughs> playing pretty mundane and uh, time-consuming video games. So this is just another one to add to the pile. Well, I have been playing... Okay, so I'm usually about 10 years late to every party. I'm like the person who buys video games and then takes several years to complete them and then like subsequently gets more video games in the meantime and just goes on like it's an endless cycle. So I desperately want to play the Resident Evil 3 remake and to do that I actually have to finish the Resident Evil 2 remake otherwise I just can't permit myself. But the thing is yeah, like you got to get around it. I know. I hate to be a baby about it, but it scares me. Like before Resident Evil 7, I was never scared by a Resident Evil game. And then Resident Evil 7 terrified me and Resident Evil 2 is terrifying me. But I am like the self-appointed head of like the Leon S. Kennedy fangirl club. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's emotionally worth it. 
Um, but also it's a conflicting series of emotions because I'm also terrified. Um, so there's that. And I've, I've been trying to throw myself back into that, but good Lord, I can only stand it for about half an hour at a time, uh, unfortunately. Um, the only other stuff I've been into, I recently finished um, running a tabletop campaign for my friends. We played Cyberpunk 2020 in the year 2020. And I am sad to see it over because I was having so much fun just making up the character names. Like I had a character called Heathcliff Game Boy. Um, and yeah, my main, um, one of the main guys was just called Hieronymus Webhaver. Like the freedom, the freedom you get. Um, the only other thing that I have been playing is that I've been returning to my true love, Metal Gear Solid, and playing Peace Walker on the PSP in bed because I wish I was in the tropics with... I don't know, a bunch of soldiers, don't know where I was going with this, rather than in my house in a lockdown. So that's what I've been enjoying recently. <laughs> Alrighty, well, I think that's about everything from what we've been playing. Eleni, do you want to take us into the, the next song? Yes, of course. Um, we've got a great song coming up um, by one of my favourites, Pink Floyd, and the song we've got is Another Brick in the Wall, and you are listening to Player One on Sin. And that was Another Brick in the Wall by Pink Floyd. And you're listening to Player One on Sin. And now some really funny sort of bizarre news came out of a recent research study. And so this research study was done by Bazuma Mobile. And so basically from um, looking at uh, what video game characters are the most searched on Google, they decided to put a list together of the most popular video game characters and most of them are pretty expected on the list um but the one that surprised me was actually the one that came in at number one which was pac-man <laughs> and so hey. yeah which i found very bizarre and so looking at the list so according to the study um the character of pac-man has been searched on google 53.1 million times coming in at number one um, then number two was Pikachu at 41.2 million, which didn't really surprise me. Um, then Sonic at number three with 38.4 mil. Mario at number four with 23.6 mil. Sonic beat Mario? Wait, really? What? Oh my gosh. Well, You're guys, kidding me. Pac well, I'm going to <laughs> I'm going to suggest the ones for Sonic. There might have been a few people who didn't go into the uh, incognito tab for that one, and that might have uh... to the extra. Was it 15, 15 million? Actually, more than Mario. Jeez, that is quite a few. That raises all sorts of questions. I'm not comfortable with answering. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think we want that. Yeah, I agree. We don't want to ask because we don't want to know. I yeah. Situation. Um, then we also had, so after Mario, we had Kirby coming in at number five with hey. 8.5 8. mil. We love Kirby. Um, Crash coming in at number six with eight mil. And then Yoshi at number seven with just over 7.5 mil. And then Luigi following just after with seven mil. And then in the last two spots, we had Lara Croft with 6.5 million searches and Mewtwo with just under 6 mil. Um, and I just thought this, <laughs> this list and research was quite bizarre, just purely because I can't believe that Pac-Man is the one that's been searched in Google the most amount of times. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, 
I can. I, I can believe it. Like, because it's brand recognition. It's the name of the game and the name of yeah. the guy, right? I, I was legitimately surprised Mario wasn't number one. That was a like that was a legitimate surprise because if you think about the biggest gaming icons in the world, I don't like Pac-Man is huge and Pac-Man's like you know, Pac-Man's Pac-Man. But I did not expect him to come first. I did not expect Sonic to be ahead of Mario, which is just no. No. <laughs> I wonder if it's because um well, because a lot of these characters that are up there, it's because, like, Pac-Man is the name of the game and the name of the person. So if you search it in, that's what you get. Mario, yeah. a lot of people would just search, Mar- wouldn't really just search Mario. I'd assume that they might search, like, Super Mario, uh, like, different types of games for Mario. There is a, there is a lot of different Mario games. The same with, like, Sonic and, like, Pikachu as well for that's Pokemon. So, and I, I reckon that's why Pikachu's up there, because he's, he's, he's sole character kind of thing. Yeah. Sonic is probably a bit higher as well, but I mean, most of them, like even there, so Pac-Man 53 million times, that is a, that's a lot of searches. And Sonic compared to Mario was a sizable lead. Like that, that's the second shock from it is like Sonic is up Mario by like a 10, like 10 mil. I want to yeah. say that this is the Sonic and Sega All Stars Racing Transformed fandom really finally coming <laughs> through and just <laughs> uh, me. I thought you would have said Sonic Forces. Oh uh, <laughs> no! Uh, it's clearly um, it's clearly the Werehog one, which I played and was endlessly disappointed with, even though like Unleashed. That's it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> like, and the a lot of the others aren't necessarily surprising. Like, I definitely. When I hear Lara Croft's name, I'm like, okay, yeah, 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 that, yeah, that makes that one, sense. That one didn't surprise. Everyone me. tried to put in that nude code, <laughs> like, <Ugh. laughs> there's got Lara Croft. There's Crash Bandicoot, which I was like, yes, that's a victory for me. I'll take that. I'll take that. Another one um, I thought was weird was Mewtwo. Just because, like, yeah, Pikachu makes sense because weird. you know when you think of Pokemon, you think of Pikachu, and obviously mm. Mewtwo is iconic as well, but I I just can't think of why people would be research like googling Mew, Mewtwo. That one I was like, that's a bit bizarre. Possibly I the movies. The movies, like, or because yeah. in Smash. Mm, like, that is mm. like, hmm, yeah, Mewtwo was definitely a surprise in there. I would have. I'm trying to think of like other characters I would have expected to fit that bill, like fit the final spot. Actually. Kirby was a surprise. Like, how high Kirby was. That's not a surprise. You don't believe in Kirby enough. Your heart isn't pure. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've never played a Kirby game. I really? Never... No, I've never played a Kirby game. The only thing I've played of Kirby's is Super Smash Brothers, which Kirby isn't the main feature. That's Yeah, that's an officially licensed Kirby game, that one. <laughs> yeah. Kirby, Kirby is surprisingly nightmare feel. Like, a lot of the Kirby games just have these sort of, like, bizarrely scary moments in them. Like, um, like, like in, with Marks and stuff in Superstar Ultra. Has anyone played Kirby Superstar or Kirby Superstar Ultra here? No, I can't say I have. No, nope. unfortunately not. We'll leave that one for the <laughs> listeners then. I am terrified. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, one surprise that I'm uh, no Link or uh, Zelda. I was gonna oh, say I was gonna yeah. say Zelda just because Link yeah. and Zelda. So people were just looking up like, Zelda, thinking they're looking up Link, and then that's yeah. yeah no Zelda, no Donkey Kong. Um, 
No. Luigi's there, which is nice. I would um, like to see if there is there more than a top ten list for it, or is it just yeah? This, there's uh, actually it's not. A top fifty, actually. Oh, I feel like yeah. most of those What's characters it? would be on the. Oh yeah, 50. no, they definitely would be. <laughs> yeah, but like th- in the top ten, that's surprising. Yeah. Like, do you have some highlights, Eleni? Um, I'm getting up the top fifty now for us. This is this can be gold. Don't have to go um, through everything. Just just find some highlights. I'll there. find some. Hi- oh, one that makes me happy. So Kratos is um coming in at number eleven. That's that's oh, not. Oh, not bad. Um, then we've got uh Spyro at eighteenth. I think that's well deserved as well. Um, oh, this one's quite surprising actually. Um, at 32 Ellie from The Last of Us. Huh. Yeah. I feel like that kind of makes sense with the, I guess, the progression of the internet and with more people being able to actually search stuff. And I mean, Last of Us is a very popular game. And also, mm. Last of Us 2 has been a, well, it's it's been a game. So I'm sure there would have been a lot of people <laughs> searching up possibly Ellie from The Last of Us. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying anything about it. I'm just saying what's. Uh, you you've, know. You've what's triggered happened. a Lenny. Yeah. Did everyone just see my face? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you've been triggered. <laughs> We're gonna move on from that one. Cool, Harry. Um, and then so. Oh, interestingly, Link coming in at thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. Wow. Really? That's a bit I, sad. Can you wow. tell me? Is Solid Snake on, on this list? I need to know. Um, <laughs> I'm. Lo- I'm looking. Let me find. Well, we've got, speaking of um, Resident Evil, Leon is coming in at number 39. Hey! Yay! Get, it, get around that's it. My, that's my boy. I'm so proud. If, if it's not Solid Snake, it'd be Snake. Yeah, it would just be Snake. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm double checking. I, wow. I think we're out of luck here, folks. There's, wow. Uh, <laughs> to, to close it out, we'll uh, move actually, the bottom... Oh, here we go. Sorry. No. I found him. Solid Snake, 49th. Oh, <laughs> oh, that was, I, was, I was just about to say, Lenny, for funsies, let's let's see who the bottom ten are from forty to fifty. Oh yeah, all right. So we can go. So coming in at number forty, which is a big love of mine, Nathan Drake. Uh, Solid. That's a good one. Solid. Um. Then we've got actually the top ten's quite funny. Uh, the bottom ten's quite funny. We've got Sub Zero, forty-one. Uh, then we've then we've got John Marston from Red Dead. We've got we've got Trevor Phillips forty three for Grand Theft Auto Red from GTA Five. Oh. Interesting, very interesting there. That, Everyone that, loves Trevor. I was going <laughs> to say the most that, normal name out of the lot. And the most normal me. person out of everyone there, clearly. <laughs> yeah, totally, the most normal guy. <laughs> totally, totally. Very vanilla character. Um, then we've got Joel from The Last of Us coming in at 44. Wow. Hey, my boy. Then we've got Claire from Resident Evil coming in at 45. Yep. That's that's a fair one, actually. I could see that. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Samus at 46, which really? I thought would have been higher. Wow. wow. Yeah. 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 I would have thought Samus Metroid, would be in, like, the top Metroid is such a forgotten series, though. Yeah, That's not surprising. I guess. It is a bit, no yeah. I mean, yeah. there is, they have a new one coming out, don't they, uh, Nintendo? Yeah. They haven't showed yeah. anything in, like, the last, um, like, all the it, new stuff recently. So, Metroid Prime 4 was um, basically start over from scratch in I January of 2019. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, then we've got uh, 47, which, see, this is, again, I would have thought would have been a bit higher, is um, The Master Chief. Wow. I, I have a feeling people just typed in Halo, and that's what they got. <laughs> Mr. Yeah, Halo. Mr. Halo. <laughs> definitely just typed in Halo. Or Master Chef. <laughs> or Master Chef. Oh, boy. Also. Definitely, definitely. Um, then we've got 48. We have... Oh, I've lost it. 48, we have Doom Guy from Doom. Yes! Get there around him! Get around Doom Guy. Um, and then, as we said, 49 was Solid Snake. And then 50, which is, this is a bit of a classic. This is another Grand Theft Auto character. Um, I want to put to you guys, who do you think could have made this list? I'm going to say Nico Bellic. I would have thought hey, Nico. Nico. Well, yeah. <laughs> Nico hey, Nico, let's go bowling. Hey, Nico. <laughs> you guys are 100% correct. Hey! <laughs> Very nice. Get around it. That's great. I love that. That was fun. That was yeah. really fun. I want, I want more of those lists. <laughs> yeah. And I just love that out of all of those iconic characters, the one who came out on top was Pac-Man. Um, I know, right? I would have expected Tetris T-Block. But, <laughs> Mr. Yeah, T-Block to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, as we mini taste in our way, um, what's the next song, Lenny? Yeah, of course. So our next song coming up for the night is Delfino Plaza by Kumi, and you're listening to Player One on Sin. And that was Delfino Plaza by Kumi, and you're listening to Player One on Sin with Connor, Beck, Harry, and Lenny. And now, guys, I don't know if you saw, but some exciting news for video game films. Um, Monster Hunter, which has sort of been teased and spoken about for a while now, got a new teaser trailer, as well as sort of a little mini documentary by the director, Paul W.S. Anderson. Um, I don't know if you guys are fans of the Monster Hunter series, but are you excited for this film? Do we think it's going to be good? What are our thoughts on this one? Um, well, I'm just, like, my, I, I've seen the trailer, and, um, I'm not a huge Monster Hunter person, but I have some familiarity with it. Um, my expectations for this one, in terms of, like, will this video game movie be good, because that's the a million dollar question every single time, I feel like we're gonna end up somewhere around a Warcraft movie, like, in terms of, like, you know, out of a hundred. We're gonna be, like, Warcraft movie out of a hundred. That's my current bet. We had a chat about this last, uh, was it last week? It must be, it was either last week or the week before because we were sort of going, because the trailer had literally just come out the day previous. The last time I checked the Monster Hunter movie, at least on one of these uh, channels that it had been done, wasn't doing too well on the like uh, dislike trailer or ratio. And there's also been a new one from two days ago. This one is doing a lot better now. I'm not entirely sure what the difference here was i think it's more because they actually had the uh directors talking about it yeah i think that was the thing where they sort of spoke about how they've been in collaboration with the game developers um which i think has sort of put a bit of trust in his hands you know there's always that idea that oh they're they're in cahoots so obviously it's (laughs) gonna be good um but I think, yeah, that was sort of what was released a couple of days ago. It was more of a discussion and how they want to be authentic, which for me is always a good thing because I like to hear that, you know, directors and actors are aware of sort of the content that they're looking at. But then 
on the flip side, I know when Michael Fassbender made the Assassin's Creed movie, he was a huge <laughs> fan of the series and knew the content. And I'll just let that film speak for itself. Um, I forgot about that. I forgot that happened. I had erased it from my mind. <laughs> so had I. And I'm a huge Assassin's Creed fan. So that actually broke my heart. Um, so yeah, as, as with pretty much every like video game movie or TV show, I'm like skeptical, but always hopeful. So yeah, hopefully it'll be good. Never quite hit the mark video game movies, which is just like, I think of Hitman as well. That's always another, like, I guess. And like, they're not terrible. It's just that if you're going, you've got it, you think it's a match made in heaven. You've got all this source material and it's like, you, you can make what you think you can make as a good movie. But I think the thing is with video games, it's a different feeling because usually you have it, you build up a story over 30, 40 hours for a lot of games. Mm. To take all of that and to put it into two hours, it's always going to be very difficult because you ba- you basically you're, you're speed running the game. It's just in the length of a movie, which definitely. Is... Um, I will say, I mean, I don't know if you guys saw the Sonic the Hedgehog film, but I genuinely thought that was a really good film, and I was thinking maybe that's why it's so high with the Google searches because everyone is like looking up oh. Sonic sequel news. I'm sure that's what's happening. It was almost a disaster. It was very close to being, but honestly, like they actually, well, I feel like the, the guys that are Paramount pitches and also everyone that was on the Sonic team designing the character, the fact that they actually listened to the people, they changed it. And like the movie itself was fun. I, I went with a uh, Nick and also Imran, two people who have been on the show before. Uh, former host Nick was on it last week and Imran who does uh, stuff for one of the other shows we we all loved it like we thought it was fantastic and I'm pretty like I'm pretty sure they're set up for a sequel at this point I haven't particularly heard any news about it but I'm assuming it's uh it's in development at least and there's also the, like, isn't the Super Mario movie as well coming yes, out at some point yes. oh god that's gonna be interesting there is a Super Mario movie and <laughs> also and also a Mortal Kombat movie that's being filmed in Australia. Yes, I remember we talked about this. They were putting out yes. um, things in Adelaide. They were looking for buff men so they could play background characters <laughs> for the movie shoot. Oh, well, surely, I surely you that. guys are in the film. Oh, yeah, yeah. of course. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. If it Harry... wasn't for COVID, we would be right down there, both men and Connor. Oh, yeah. Like me and Harry, uh, they, they would promote us from back- background characters and put us as the main yeah you know, yeah we're, we're, it's be, just it's all muscle here all muscle yeah i'd be scorpion harry would be sub-zero like it's it just works match made in heaven i know right but you know what else is a match made in heaven damn right our next song yeah Oh, that was that was just so beautiful. Like I just Segway King in form. We just we just need to sit in that beautiful segue for a second. And we will sit in that while our audience listens to our next song. And our next song coming up is Come Over by Matt Watson. And you're listening to Player One on Sin. And you were just listening to Come Over by Matt Watson and you're listening to Player One on Sin. And now I'm gonna throw it over to Harry because he's gonna go into some esports news for us. So take it away. Yes, uh, you're going to be listening to my voice for a bit, guys, because uh, I'm the only one who really cares about esports uh, out of pretty much everyone here. So uh, I just thought I'd talk about a few uh, esports happening that affects, I guess, the uh, Australian side of things. Uh, Starting off with the 100 Thieves, which is a clothing's brand, 
and also uh, esports organization that is run by uh, Matthew Nadeshot Haig, who was a former COD professional turned uh, CEO. And uh, he has announced the 100 Thieves CSGO team is exiting competition uh, from the end of this month after the New York tournament, which is currently taking place at the moment, which is all online because, you know, COVID. Uh, the reason this is a bit saddening is because the squad features uh, three Australian players, uh, Aaron Azza Ward, Justin J.K.S. Savage, uh, Sean Gratisfaction Kawai, and also... Oh, sorry, I should say Sean Gratisfaction Kawai is actually the New Zealander on the team. Uh, Jay Liaz Trigalius is from Australia as well. And Joe Kame, Jacob Mybrosta, I definitely mispronounced that, uh, is the one... Uh, oh, one of different nationalities from Norway. Uh, this team has been together for about, I would say, two to three years now. They're originally the former Australian Renegades roster, which is based out of Detroit. Uh, they were bought at the end of 2019 uh, for, by 100 Thieves, who had previously had one team, uh, Immortals, from Brazil. Uh, their team actually never played a game because the Immortals roster split up just before their first big tournament after a whole bunch of uh, incidents that really didn't go very well for them. But the reason behind they're doing this is that, the, well, basically the CSGO scene, as Nashot is saying, uh, is in a bit of a tumultuous state, considering there are no land tournaments going on at the moment. And through that, they're actually losing money by having them on. And they feel like they're holding the players back by not letting them compete in a lot of the tournaments, which are mostly at the moment being based over in Europe. So usually most of the teams will be traveling over there for a lot of these majors. Unfortunately, they can't do that. So uh, Nate Shop was quite saying, it just sucks. We wish there was a better answer, but this is what's best for our business. This is what's best for our players and this is what's best for their careers. Uh, so immediately, this actually comes after it was confirmed that JKS, uh, the star player for the Thieves, was actually already apparently in talks with Complexity. So that's another North American organization that were looking to sign him. Uh, it's also rumored Jacob and possibly Liaz could be joining Gen G. Again, another North American organization uh, at the moment for Gratisfaction and also Aaron as a ward. Not too sure about what they'll be doing, but they should be getting back into CSGO as quickly as possible. And on the other side of things, a different eSport, uh, this is about uh, League of Legends, which personally isn't something that I follow too much, but this one was pretty saddening. So yeah, for all the League uh, secondary teams or secondary uh, tournaments, there's like the North American Pro League, European Pro League. There's all like the, the second series that builds up to playing in the World's Championship, which uh, just went on recently. An Australian team, uh, Legacy, actually got to the final stage for the first time. First time an Australian team's ever done it, which was pretty great news. Uh, unfortunately, that was soured a few days later when there was an update about the Ocean 8 uh, Pro League, which has been discontinued by Riot Gaming. So Riot uh, have decided that they are not making enough money from this investment of OPL. So they are just completely scrapping the idea, which is, uh, it's pretty saddening, honestly, because Australia already suffers a lot in, I guess, the esports uh, section of the world because we do struggle to actually get uh, to tournaments, to places, because, I mean, we're so far away from where a lot of these uh, big tournaments take place in North America and Europe. So to have what is essentially the lead up to getting into those tournaments just taken away 
it's pretty saddening. So there was a lot of anger about it and there's a lot of frustration expressed from uh, pros already in the league scene, just uh, many Australians that have uh, retired from that era. Also, casters, a lot of just esports people in general just not really happy with the idea. Uh, So this was actually, it was supposed to be OPL finals at the Melbourne Esports Open, which happened last year when we were there. And also it was supposed to happen this year before it was cancelled. So they're not entirely sure what they're going to be doing uh, for Worlds next year, but they are saying they will be running a tournament for 2021. So they're ensuring teams in the region will continue to be represented at two major global events next season, which is good. But honestly, I see, I don't know, because I feel like Riot would have enough money, you would think, even if they do believe that that kind of uh, league is... I guess, at least not exactly getting them what they want. It's pretty saddening that they don't particularly uh, have enough trust or they don't have a lot of faith in the Australian esports scene or, I guess, in the Asian scene in general. So, yeah, that's all things uh, esports. I love it, Harry. I love your, I love having you back for the esports reports. I love it. I mean, it was so it was so enthralling that Eleni actually left the call. That's how great it was. Uh, it's <laughs> not true. <laughs> I was hoping no one would have, was going to notice, so I wasn't going to bring it up. But I got caught out. That's fine. Ah, oh, it's all good. It's all good. But you know what I love just as much as esports. Tell us. What would that be, Connor? Um, our next song. Oh. <laughs> pretty, you know, pretty basic. Mastercraft, absolute mastercraft. Just, he's too good. Someone give him a pay raise. So <laughs> basically, someone actually pay him. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, don't, don't you forget, Harry. Last year we had a budget of minus five cents. That's true. Yeah. Have we made that back yet? Um. Well, from from last year, our dearly beloved Stefan gave us hundreds and thousands. <laughs> I've still got those in my car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, they're still and, and that that. That wasn't just for the last year. It was also for this year. So we won't be getting paid in hundreds and thousands till 2021. Very saddening. Beautiful. I know. Um, What's our next song, Eleni? Yes, I will head into the next song. And it is Ocean Drive by Miami Nights, 1984. And you are listening to Player One on Sin. And that was Ocean Drive by Miami Nights, 1984. You are listening to Player One on Sin with Eleni, Connor, Harry and Beck. And now for for Minecraft fans, we've got some cool and exciting news about updates. I can't say I'm really a Minecraft connoisseur, so I'm going to throw it to you guys. What can we expect? Uh, So Nathan talked about it last week, but I think it bears reissuing. Um, Caves. Caves. More (laughs) things in caves. Mountains. Rocks. That was goats. Goat. That that's pretty, right. That, that was goats. probably my favorite thing of the update. That was goats. Like absolutely, and, that, and, that, and that's really it. And there was a bunch of like creepy pasta caves. Like, think about it. Michael game. Jordan is the goat of basketball. Yeah, what? like oh, Michael Jordan gosh. is the goat of basketball, and the goat, the the mountain goats in Minecraft are truly the goats in gaming. Right. <laughs> 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 I'm going to be honest, Connor. I think you should probably just stick to the segues after that one. 
<laughs> yeah, that's fair. Look, you I'll take that. I'll take that. We respect. But um, yeah, like <laughs> Minecraft, still going. I'm, I'm always still going. Um, it's fine. Like surprised by how Minecraft has just endured for so long. I mean, it's still some. It's st- it's still just everywhere. The ongoing success. The the sort of self-sustaining Minecraft environment, you know, sort of like, it's a surprise to me. What do you guys reckon? No, I think, I, I agree. It's definitely taken um, a leaf out of GTA V's book in that it's never going to go away. <laughs> because we're always getting updates for GTA V, even though the game came out like 35 years ago. And I think Minecraft's the same thing. It's always popular. People are always playing it. So how could you not? you know, update it, yeah. keep it going. It's it's fun. It's the I guess it's the thing about sandbox games, because I mean you can literally do anything. And there's yeah. no exact limit of what you can or can't do. And the fact that there's more updates just keep coming in to expand on that. And I mean that's all they need to do. Like the base game itself, even if you go back to the very start, while it's not as of course stable as it is now, it's still pretty much the same thing. You get as much enjoyment out of out of it as you would now bar just ha- having goats which uh, i mean that just like uh, minecraft's like here and then it just like goes up over here you add goats it's just a whole new dynamic dynamic to the game it's fantastic i know i'd love to be like a fly on the wall in like the team meeting they had for creative and they're like throwing ideas out and whoever pitched you know what we goats. should do? We should put goats in the game. Like that's just. I feel like they. I feel like the reason they added goats was because there was a Twitter poll last year, and they asked every. Or they asked on Twitter, like, "What do you want added to the game?" And someone said, "Someone, I think it was like Dream, who's a really popular uh, Minecraft YouTuber at the moment, said goats." And yeah, well, everyone's like, "Yes, wow. that is a great idea. Let's do it." The power oh. of clout. Can I just say in that case if that's what it was? Well, but... pretty much they did it this year. Like they were going to add something else in, and I can't. I was like at the end, I can't remember what it was. But they're like, oh, we're going to put it to Twitter. They're going to say, oh, whoever gets the most things. And like everyone was like, oh, well, I wonder what's going to happen there. It's like, whoever's got the most subscribers, Minecraft related, whatever they say, everyone's just going to go, yes, we're doing that. Exactly, and that's and that's what they came up with. They knew that they had the power to change the course of history for Minecraft, and they used their power to include goats. I love that. That makes me so happy. But you know what else makes me happy, guys? Yeah, no, maybe? Our next song. Beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Connor, I'm coming for your segues, man. but our next song coming up is one from the crash team racing soundtrack actually and it is hot airway sky by josh mansell and you're listening to player one on sim and that was hot air skyway by josh mansell from the crash team racing soundtrack and you're listening to player one on sin and now guys i don't know about you but um do any of you happen to have a watch on you I, I can't seem to figure out the time. What about you, Connor? Do you know what the time is? Unfortunately, unfortunately my smartwatch is uh, not present with me right now, so I really can't tell you the time. But if I were a uh, if I were a man who predicts the time, um, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's nine o'clock. I want to say nine o'clock. And and what does nine o'clock mean, Connor? I don't know. I think it's something called the top of the hour. I think. 
You might be right. And I don't think you guys have gotten out of daylight savings. Last time I checked the clock, I think it says eight. <laughs> God damn that daylight savings. Honestly, <laughs> da- daylight savings. I feel like this year it's like people have forgotten that existed. Like it's just thrown yeah. everyone oh, off. Of course. It's well, I mean, something else kind of been going on. I don't, I don't know what. Have, have you guys heard about it? It's like something on the news a bit. So I don't watch see. the news. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I've heard about it. It's you know, basically just don't go outside much. Yeah. I mean, which I wasn't doing anyway. So it's great. I've gone from a degenerate to a law-abiding citizen. So I feel like that's really <laughs> good. Right all direction. in one night. Exactly. Yeah, it's fantastic. Stay inside and play video games. It's a great opportunity. <laughs> uh, absolutely. And, you know, if you're also stuck inside, why not check us out in the podcast realm at Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Omni, all those great places. And go check us out on the social medias at Facebook, Twitters, Instagram. Go check out the Sin website as well. Beck has just released a great article on weird things that probably aren't in Cyberpunk 2077. It's pretty good. Go check it out. Sin.org.au. Just find that Player One banner. It's really not that hard to find. Just you know, go in there, flagships, player one. It's pretty easy there. And, uh, yeah, we're going to chuck it to the next song. We, we Wait, have you singing oh. the next song, Connor? Because that was, that was straight fire. All I, of that was just beautiful. I could run an auction house. <laughs> I could but run I need, an auction I actually house. need a voice recording of you trying <laughs> <laughs> Just selling. I got 125 on here. 125, 125, 125, 125, 125, 125, 125, what else could we do? Become cricket commentators? It'd be the opposite. I of mean, us. Cr- honestly, if I could do one, th- I reckon cricket commentary the best because half the time, I mean, I love watching cricket, and then you just get to sit there and commentate what people are already like seeing. It's perfect, and you just you just sit there, enjoy yourself. It's just like oh, I don't know, nice air conditioned room. If I was stuck in a room, if I was, stuck in a room, if I was stuck in a room with uh, Shane Warne for eight hours, I'd probably just want to leave. <laughs> I just want to quit. <laughs> That's fair. No, I'm glad his you agree on that. Well, you know, you know what's even better than Shane Warne? What's better than not, Shane? Not Warne, a lot of Connor? things, but please. A lot of things, but our next song is one of them. That that was just beautiful. Again, just all of the segues. Um, but you're right. For <laughs> But we do have a great song coming up, and it is called Emerald Rising by Lua Verte, and you're listening to Player One on Sin. And that was Emerald Rising by Lua Verte. You're listening to Player One on Sin. And now, guys, it's time for our, our weekly, weekly event on Player One. I don't know if one of you guys wants to do the honours of announcing our next segment. Connor, hey. Yeah, well- I want, to, I, want, I want to throw this to Harry. To me? All right. I want you to um, do it. I'm going to... Well, because if I try doing the actual yell thing, it will uh, not work because RTX voice doesn't allow my microphone to peak. So please, I apologize for this because I'm going to go to my actual microphone 
and what it sounds like. So this sounds like absolute garbage, but we've got ourselves. Uh, well, you know what the time is? It's time for Gaming Garage Match. Love it. I love it, Harry. Now, Beck, you proposed this idea. Elaborate, if you will. All right. So I want to know if you guys buy one or both versions of Pokemon games when they come out. For the purposes of this, let's let's sort of uh, exclude the third version or fourth and third and fourth versions for now, um, just for the sake of not becoming horribly confused. What do you guys reckon? One or both? Yo, I mean, I'd go one. You've already spent money on the, the game. You're just picking up the same game. <laughs> Ooh. Interesting. Well, I might do like a, this is kind of like a cheat answer here, but um, typically because uh, my brother and I are both fans of Pokemon, so what we kind of do is we both buy separate copies, but like the different editions. Mm. You know, for example, like with black and white, like I had black and he had white. And so I guess in a way I do end up playing both games because I have them at my disposal. Because um, I think like, especially like I feel like sometimes with like the older ones, it's kind of fun to have all the additions, you know, like I think of like leaf green, like you can't just play leaf green, you know? Um, so, you know what I'm going to say, you just got to get them all, honestly. And like Nintendo games aren't that expensive usually, especially DS games. So like, you got to catch them all. You got to catch them all. I know. Oh, brilliant. Oh, I want to say that's not really a cheat answer. Cause I'm pretty sure like, Okay, firstly, that's sibling privilege, because I don't have any siblings, and I never had the luxury. <laughs> but I want to say that's kind of the intention, right? You get one, your friend gets another, and you sort of, like, trade and collaborate. So this is why Mario Kart is a superior game to all the Pokemon, because you just need one cartridge. It's perfect. <laughs> Share it out to everyone else. Love it. I love it, Harry. I love your thinking. Yeah. I guess I do have to give an answer to this one. Though. I'd, I'd probably say one, like, as... I know that there's usually is the differences between each one, like each uh, game has a different legendary, but I usually get enough enjoyment out of just playing the one version and just going from there. Like if I have the opportunity to buy both, and I mean it's like uh, like it comes with a free copy of the other one, it's like oh yeah, I'll take that. But I probably just have to say the one of them. Imagine that a world where you buy one and they just have a free <laughs> copy of the other one. They're like, oh. that happened? <laughs> and, and what, and oh, what? I guess it depends how well the games are doing. Yeah, I, I feel I, like if it's an Assassin's Creed title, like if it's Assassin's Creed Unity, I'm sure that comes free with everything. But... See, I feel like, I don't understand. Has Pokemon, have anyone ever gotten into them for basically selling the same base game? But it's just like there's one different legendary. Like, has anyone ever really gotten into them for that? Because they're, they're basically just packaging the same game and getting money from it. <laughs> I think it's like, it's not that no one has, it's just that so many people have made that argument before that, that it's kind of a tired argument at this point. Nobody says it anymore. I, oh, I haven't answered this yet. Um, I want to say, I want to answer, I want to say that I have emotionally developed when it comes to this, because I used to, like, when I first started, like, spending my own money on things as a child, I sort of became the person who buys both versions, which is, um, yeah, because I, I was a real Pokemon obsessive, and I still really love Pokemon, but I have, like, emotionally matured to the point where I now buy one of them, and not both of them, and I think that's probably for the best. Still love Pokemon, though. 
still enjoy that experience, just, you know, only with half the purchasing at this stage. Amazing. Um, well, let's, it'll be interesting to see what all of our viewers have to say, um, especially, I guess, in COVID times, it's kind of crazy to imagine buying two of the same game. But moving on from that, we've got an awesome song coming up. Um, it is Misery Business by Paramore, and you are listening to Player One on Sin. Right. And that was Misery Business by Paramore. You are listening to Player One on Sin. And now, Beck, I'm going to throw this one to you. What have we got coming up this segment? Well, I thought it'd be a great idea if we chatted a bit about the games that we felt were so bad they were actually good. And I kind of want to kick this off by talking about a Garfield game for the PS2. I believe it is just <laughs> called Garfield. I cannot remember what year it came out as in, but I did have it as a child. Um, this game revolves mostly around, you know, moving around Garfield's house and collecting puzzle pieces. Not 100% sure what puzzle pieces have to do with Garfield. And I also seem to remember Odie just constantly running at you. I couldn't tell you what about it, about this game I actually enjoy, but I feel like there's something just sort of pleasant, right? You're in Garfield's house. You're safe. Everything is polygons. You're safe with Garfield and the polygons. <laughs> there was also another Garfield game, which I never even opened, but I'll appreciate the box art. I believe it was called Lasagna World Tour, and that was also for the PS2. So my so bad it's good are two PS2 Garfield games, one of which I didn't actually play just because they are childhood memories of Garfield. If if there is one man that I know that's very adept at Garfield, it is you, Harry. That's true, yeah. Garfield Kart, greatest game that was ever created. See, I'm and I will Garfield hear Kart. no one else <laughs> no one can say otherwise. It's just that good. Yep. Like it's it's almost like you haven't said it enough this year, Harry. No, I haven't. That's unfortunate, really. It's got like, a special it, energy, Garfield Kart. It, it really, really it does. It something to your soul, doesn't it? What about I've you guys? I've never played Any... it. I've never played mm -hmm. it, but I love watching it. <laughs> the spiritual journey that is Garfield Kart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, amazing. Amazing stuff. Any, um, any so bad it's good games for you guys? Oh, I've got an obvious one. It's not like I it's not like I haven't said it enough. Deadly premonition. Like <laughs> I, I thought you were gonna say Bubsy for a second there, and I'm just like oh, oh, no, 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 Bubsy's <laughs> Oh no, Bubsy's on a bad. whole nother scale. There is this That's that's a whole nother sector of this <laughs> world. Um no, Deadly Premonition. Everything's so jank. Um on top of that, um, ooh, I'm just, this may be controversial. I don't know. M maybe not enough people played it, but Croc. The old uh, Croc. Oh, yeah, Croc. Yeah, Croc is solid. Um, like... Specifically, Croc. Well, actually, no, both Croc games. Um, okay, whoever thought having tank controls in a platformer needs to really think about their life choices because... That is a horrible idea, and whoever thought it was a good idea should not be it's worth... It's called be. a challenge, Connor. That's how it works. There's challenge, and then there's terrible control. Um, Croc 2 is slightly better, but I'm not going to say by much. 
in that the game is heavily delayed when you try to jump, which in a platformer is very critical. That's a good idea. It's a really yeah, good idea. yeah. Have a delay when you try to jump in a game. That's well, doesn't doesn't Bubsy have full damage and it's a platformer? <laughs> game? Yeah, thanks for again. All right. Or is that so the second one? I feel like one of them do. Um, in I'm gonna say from my experience in Bubsy 3D. Um. Oh, Bubsy 3D doesn't. You should play the side-scroller one, because it does. That'll drive you up the wall. In certain instances, yes. Um, there will be a point where, if you're under a bottomless pit, if you just... If you're, like, a pixel off the platform, you're dead. And it's like, <laughs> I'm not even fully off the platform. I'm not falling into whatever is under me. It, the game's just gonna be like, oh, hey, you're dead now. Um... You know, Bubsy, That's it, you're done. Yeah, well, yeah Bubsy 3D is on a whole other level. Um, oh, falling's I like a matter of perception. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, there's one more, and like... Hmm. Oh, I'm not sure how I feel about this. Um, I think that the... Um, oh, there's a, there's a random game. It's a random one. It's called Apocalypse, and it's on the PlayStation 1, starring Bruce Willis. It is so bad. It is so bad in that it's so mind-numbing that it's actually good. Because it's just a generic shooter with nothing else to it. But in the one department it does well in, it's shooting, because everything else, from the cutscenes that look like Bruce Willis has just been turned into a gingerbread man, um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> on top of the janky animations in the cutscenes, granted it is the PlayStation One, I understand that it still looks pretty jank. Um, the very lack of challenge in the game, the game is very easy to get by. Um, on top of that, just the it's so basic that it's actually good in its basicness. I, I kind of get what you're coming from, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Like that—that's just my own take. What? What about you guys? What about your bad? It's good. I feel like mine's a—I don't know if it's an obvious one because I, it really is bad. I just find it really—it's a funny game because it's that bad. I'd say Sonic 06 because it is just—it's <laughs> such a disaster. But it's an—it's an its a hilarious disaster. So even bringing it up, I kind of Sonic 06. Like I have. One? Me too. Yeah. It is a bit. It is a bit of a thing, isn't it? <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> there's no words for it. It's just. It's a disaster of a game, but it's. There's something special about it that it's. <laughs> it, that it really is. It's just so bad. It's good. It's. It's very close to being just. It's so bad. It's bad. But for me, it's just. There's something about it that it's just very funny to play. I think I'm ready almost to forgive Sonic the Hedgehog. Like, I think I've, I haven't seen the film. I'm spiritually coming around to forgiving <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog in my heart, okay? Like, it's taken me years. We are going to, we're going to rejoin spiritually, me and Sonic. Oh my god, that's funny. Um, well, I might round it off by saying mine, it's not really a guilty pleasure. It's just kind of bizarre because I'm a huge Spyro fan. And obviously, like, I love like the OG trilogy there's no denying that and I've loved playing the remastered um 
but I think my favorite Spyro games are actually uh, the Spyro, the Legend of Spyro trilogy. I don't know if you guys have ever played them. Um, they sort of came out like late 2000s, um, beginning of like 2010. And I just like adored them. They were like my childhood. And I remember like my uncle, like, because they came out like consecutively for three years. And I remember like every Christmas, that would be my like Christmas present. And I would just play these like, beat em up Spyro games and they were just like so good and like Elijah Wood did the voice acting of Spyro what? yeah he literally did the voice of Spyro which was just amazing it had actually it had a great um voice acting cast David Spade played Sparks the dragonfly in the first one um yeah I feel like people don't understand how good these games were but yeah that's like kind of my guilty pleasure like I love the soundtrack and I know that obviously everyone loves Spyro for like the OG trilogy um but I think if you guys haven't actually played these games you should check them out because they're really fun and whenever I'm like sad or nostalgic or just like need some sort of like pepping up I just pop them in my PS2 and away we go but yeah that's they're my guilty pleasures. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's all—it's always good games. The terror, the terror. It's like the when you you play a game in your childhood and you think, "Oh, this is good," and then you go back like twelve years later, and it's just—it's either absolutely awful or it's still really good. It's very much dependent on how uh, how much nostalgia plays in your eyes. Definitely. Um, but one thing that I can guarantee is very good is our next song. Oh, oh baiting just Connor, you're in trouble here, right to it. I know, I know. Eleni just beating me to the punch. I love it. We're just going punch for punch at this stage. But our next song is Test Pilot by Stills and you are listening to Player One on Sin. And that was Test Pilot by Stills. You're listening to Player One on Sin. And again, if we if we check our our watches, Connor, what be the time now? Um. Well, according to the time of recording, it is eight twenty p.m. But in real in on Monday's time, it is uh it's nearly hitting ten o'clock. And unfortunately, when it nearly hits ten o'clock, um, means that it's time to to close up shop. Um, yeah, we're just gonna turn the sign. We'll be back in next Monday. But anyone, any uh, any final words before we head off? I actually played Pokemon Black in Japanese, and then I bought Pokemon White in English. That was something I forgot to tell you. So there's one fun fact. I did Crazy not read. I did not read Japanese well enough to understand it that well, but I it was it was a learning experience. So that's commitment for you. That's before that's before everything released at once, like globally, which I think it does now. So there you go. Love it, love it. Harry, any final words? Ah, uh, you know, I don't have particularly anything planned this week. I usually do. So yeah, that's about it. Love it. Love it. <laughs> Eleni, any final words to close off our show? Well, well, you know, it's tough to follow Harry's riveting final words there. Um, so Truly I think, inspirational. Yeah, honestly, yeah, it's tough act to follow, but I think I'll keep it simple. Just by saying, you know, everyone stay safe, stay at home, look after yourselves, and play lots of games to get you through the times. That's it for me.
Oh, fantastic, fantastic. And I will close off by saying, uh, yeah, play play Deadly Premonition. It's pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. Just going to close off by saying that. But, you know, if you also want to check out something else that isn't Deadly Premonition, um, go check us out in the podcast realm at Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Omni, all those great places, and the social medias at Facebook, Twitters, Instagrams, at Player One Sin. And finally, go check out the Sin website at sin.org.au. Go find that Player One banner. It's really not that hard to find. We've got a great article uh, created by our lovely contributor, Beck. Thank you for jumping on. Yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> Oh, I love it. We love it every time. And, you know, until next Monday, just relax, play some games, enjoy yourself, and we will catch you same player one time, same player one channel. Have a good one, everyone. Bye. Bye.